Welcome to r slash pro revenge, where OP forces his abusive father to fork over $300,000. Our next Reddit post is from Astakask. My father is the Canadian Satan. Growing up with him was less than fun, and I can assure you based on what I've seen, he was a less than fun husband also. I'd go on about what a piece of garbage my father is, but instead I'll quote a judge. You're the most despicable human I've ever had in my courtroom. And that's coming from a family court judge. I read this winning endorsement of my dad's personality in the court documents that I acquired related to his divorce with my mother. The same place I discovered the terrible stuff that he had engaged in to steal from my mom. It's also where I found the information I needed to get one over on him so severely that he's going to disinherit me. So, for frame of reference, my father is a pathological narcissist and behaves exactly how those people are compelled to act. They are not generous people, and punching them in the wallet is like a slap shot to the taint from Gretzky. About 10 months ago when our tale begins, I was going through some stuff. That stuff being a whole lot of PTSD related to both my dad's abuse and my job as a paramedic. He did a ton of stuff that affected me deeply, things that I have to work to get past, along with all that other razzmatazz from 15 years of working as a medic. In trying to work past my issues, I quit drinking and I started turning my untreated PTSD into treated PTSD. I thought that maybe getting involved with my dad might help my relationship. Well, I seriously effing misjudged that one, so you'll probably be unsurprised to hear that conversation went swimmingly. I'll spare you the lower details, but when I broached the subject, it turned into a visceral screaming match with him screaming that I was a failed paramedic, a liar, and a piece of garbage alcoholic. While I do have a certain pride about my job, I have more pride in my 14 months sobriety. So hearing this from my old man might have caused me to behave a bit psychotically. I got really pissed off at him, and I decided to dig up every bit of dirt that I could and see what kind of man he's actually been. So I took a trip to the courthouse to unleash my inner gumshoe. Everything's public record, so I bought a bunch of copies of court documents, took them home to plot and read while petting my long-haired cats. For good measure, I obtained a file of divorce document from my mother. It seems that during the final settlement of my parents' divorce in 2002, my mother was awarded one-third of my father's employment pension. She was a stay-at-home mother, and she couldn't earn a pension herself, so the judge gave it to her. That is mighty effing strange, because my father brags that he took a nearly full pension and retired a bit early. There is no way that douchebag spent the last 10 years on a two-thirds pension, and he wasn't constantly complaining about it. So, I asked my mother if she was collecting a pension from his job or if she had cashed out the full value 20 years ago. She answered no to both questions. Well, that's interesting. I wonder if she can still collect on that and what 20 years of compound interest from a pension fund makes it worth today. Well, I did eventually find out, along with the fact that my dear old dad had been collecting my mother's portion for 10 years in hilariously open violation of a legal order from a judge. Why didn't my mother pursue this sooner? After a combination of being unable to afford a lawyer, being his victim for 20 years, and pessimism after he dragged things out, she just quit. There's effectively no statute of limitations that he could hide behind because of the wording of the settlement. As far as I can tell, I had him dead to rights. It would be a slam dunk. 
I just needed to hire a lawyer to help me. So I set out to find the most unbalanced, bloodthirsty, psychotic person who had ever passed the bar exam. The misanthropic sociopath I hired for legal counsel suggested we send a demand letter to the pension office. I agreed and called up the pension office. I got put through to the woman managing my father's file. Well, she was a delightful person, and it was a trivial matter for me to get her to loathe my father. We talked for 45 minutes, and I swear, if you had given me another hour, I could have convinced her to bomb his house. In all of our conversations about life, families, and relationships, we covered some important things of note. This lady was more than happy to hand all the documentation over to my lawyer. Two months later, I spoke to my father, and he had no idea that his pension was about to take a serious hit. I'm going to break down just how big of a turd I dropped into his bowl of ice cream. My mother got the full portion of the pension that was owed to her, plus interest. So my father lost 10 years of valuation to my mother. He also retired three years early, which knocks him down to 17 years of pension valuation, not 27. My dad had been collecting my mom's money and was overpaid by $30,000 per year for the last 10 years. Like I said, mom was made whole, so the pension company is going to claw back that overpayment from the base valuation of his current pension funds. I'm not exactly sure what the numbers are, but it effectively nerfs my old man's private retirement funds. He got government old age pension, which he also took early. Whoops. My dad did some awful stuff to me, but I only had to suffer with him for 17 years. My mom still has the highest score of 20 years. As much as I did this for spite and malicious glee, I mostly did it to give my mom a chance at a proper retirement. My mother started collecting her pension about three months after I contacted the pension office. To celebrate, she bought tickets to New Zealand for the family for Christmas so that we can see our relatives. I was able to get most of my retainer back from the lawyer. To celebrate, I went online to order a glitter bomb. I was able to ship it to my old man anonymously from another country. I heard through my sister that he opened it up in his stupid red Miata. He will never get rid of all that glitter. Alright, well, if he got overpaid by 30k for 10 years, then that's a cool $300,000 that your dad had to pay out to your mother. Our next Reddit post is from Fresh Avocados. This is pretty basic revenge, but I think it's funny enough to share. Porch piracy has been horrible in my neighborhood lately. Basically, if you aren't home to immediately claim your package, it'll be stolen. Nothing is really done about it by the cops, despite there being a lot of proof from various home security cameras, so I took matters into my own hands. I don't have the time or skill to make one of those complex glitter bombs or anything, but I still wanted to send a message to these people somehow. My solution? Fill a water bottle with piss, tightly pack it into the box so it won't move, and lightly tape the cap on instead of twisting it. That way, as soon as the box is opened, the cap comes off and piss spills everywhere. It's stupid, but effective. And what thieves are going to talk about it? Tell the cops they stole a package that had pee in it? I started doing this earlier this week, and after the first two got stolen, I'm now able to leave one of those traps front and center on the porch all day without it being stolen. Oh man, sounds like those porch pirates are both... <laughs> sounds like those porch pirates are both pissed off and pissed on. Our next Reddit post is from Ancient Ice. Backstory, I worked at a hotel for two years. I was one of the two people left who went through training when our hotel was bought out. During this training, we were told about certain rules that our company had. 
So one afternoon, I was scheduled to work second shift, which is 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. I walked in, and both of my front desk coworkers looked like they had been massively crying because their makeup was smeared. My manager looked quite pissed. I asked, what's wrong? And my manager said, we have a major jerk as a guest. This guy is the highest level on the rewards for the hotel chain. He's very demanding, and he wants free upgrades, free this or that, and he screams any time that he has an interaction with the staff. This guy has made every single department call me to complain about him. This guy just came to the front desk and screamed at these two coworkers until they were both crying. These two ladies were fresh high school graduates, and they were very sweet, innocent people. They loved helping people, and they didn't deserve this treatment. As my manager is explaining this, I look up this guy's room details. I see this guy's info, and I had a smile from ear to ear. I replied, didn't you see that he's an employee of a different hotel? My manager said, yeah, but so what? I said, first off, when you travel as an employee, you're required to behave and be respectful. It's in the fine print of the discount form. I grabbed the douchebag's form and showed it to the manager. Failure to be respectful can lead to having your employee discount suspended or permanently revoked and even get you terminated. I told my manager, you need to call this guy's hotel and ask for the general manager. Then explain to him who you are and what this guy's doing. I look up the other hotel's phone number, call the hotel, and then handed my manager the phone. After my manager ends his call with the other manager, he has an evil and satisfying smile on his face. He said, His general manager is screaming mad after I described all the stuff this guy's done. At that point, the main switchboard phone rings. I answered. Hello, thank you for calling such and such hotel. How may I direct your call? The caller said, I want to speak to the entitled jerk's room, please. I replied, absolutely, sir. Have a nice day. I transferred the call and looked at my manager, saying with a sarcastic tone, Someone wanted to talk to the entitled jerk. Gee, I wonder who that could be. My manager continued after he stopped laughing. The general manager gave me his personal cell phone number and said if I had any more issues to call him immediately. I'm leaving the phone number next to the switchboard in case you need to call him. I told the manager, your revenge is done. Now for my revenge. My manager said, oh man, what are you going to do? I said, you'll see. I pick up the phone and make a call. Hello, Hotel Rewards Customer Service. Yes, I'd like to report someone using their reward account while using their employee discount on the stay as well. But you're not allowed to do that. I know, that's why I'm calling to report him. I gave the lady the guest reservation number and the rewards member number. I told the lady, I bet anything that if you dig through this guy's history, you'll find that all of his hotel stays are probably at an employee discount. I'll start a ticket to have this guy's account investigated. I said thank you and hung up the phone. The manager watched me as I then removed his rewards number from his stay. My manager had a huge grin on his face and said, That was awesome! I said, Oh, I'm not quite finished yet. It's time to go spread the news to all the departments that he's no longer a rewards member. I made a new key for his room without concierge access. I walked around to every department. When I told people what I was doing, everyone had the same reaction as soon as I mentioned the guy's name. Oh god, what is it about this butthole? I finished explaining how he was no longer a rewards member. And if he gives anyone an issue, to call the front desk immediately and I'll call his general manager. Everyone was so happy with this news. I finally went to the concierge room and used the new guest key to void his current key. 
Then I walked into the room and explained the information to the evening concierge. She cringed at the mention of his name. After I explained that she would never have to deal with this guy again, she was very happy. While I was gone, my manager told the crying front desk ladies what it was that I was doing. The minute that I got back, my front desk coworkers both came up to me and gave me a huge hug and thanked me so many times. When my manager got ready to go home, he said, Do me a huge favor, please. If I ever piss you off, please come tell me so I can fix the issue. Later that night, the entitled jerk comes to my desk with his hat in his hand, politely saying that his key doesn't work. I replied, Oh, so sorry about that. Let me make you a new key, in the best fake smile that I could muster. The aftermath. The next day, I check his rewards account, and it was suspended. A week later, I checked back, and it said, Sorry, account number not found. So, when you stay at a hotel, normally you can call the front desk and ask them to give you a wake-up call. And, yeah, it definitely looks like OP gave this guy a wake-up call. Our next Reddit post is from Reddit Mind Dumb. First off, this story occurred many years ago. Let me give you a rundown of the divorce laws where we lived at the time. Both parties need to agree to the divorce unless one party can prove the other party is at fault. This would mean something akin to cheating. There are also other reasons, but cheating falls into this. Now, honestly, I shouldn't have married my ex-wife, but I was young, dumb, and full of cum. She was pretty, and I did what I did. So, after our first year of marriage, I came to the conclusion that I wanted to end our marriage. It wasn't working out for many reasons. However, my ex-wife didn't want a divorce. Her life was better being married to me than without me, and I think she was trying to hold on to that. But there was no love between us. My wife set a price. For $100,000, she would agree to a divorce. This type of thing does happen where we live, where if one party wants a divorce and the other doesn't, the party that doesn't want the divorce comes up with a cash payment they want you to negotiate from there. Now, I didn't have 100 k I could get like 25 k and I was willing to pay that. I should also mention that we didn't have any kids and we didn't own any joint property. We spent a long time going back and forth over money and how much I would pay her to divorce me. She finally agreed, and I was thrilled. I was so happy. I decided that I would go out and celebrate, and that night, the stars aligned. Now, to give you an idea of how utterly lucky I was, we live in a city about the size of Chicago. We've got many millions of people with lots of places to go. My friend took me to a new bar in a part of the city that I've never been to before. We celebrated, we had a good time. I walk out of the bar at 2.30 a.m., and it was like effing Christmas. There was my wife with another man who I had a hunch she was cheating on me with, and I was so happy. She was hitting for a taxi, and I ran and got into a taxi behind her and told the cab driver to follow them. Much to my enjoyment, the taxi was clearly going to my house. She gets out of the taxi. I pull out my phone, and I got a few pictures of her kissing this guy. Once I get the photos, I immediately email them to my work account to protect them. I get out of the taxi, and I approach the two lovebirds. I introduce myself, I thank the kind gentleman, and I make one request. If they want to passionately hug, just don't do it in my house. That's it. I then hand her lover my business card. I thank him for all the money he saved me, and I tell him if he ever wants to go grab a beer, I'd be happy to buy him a few rounds. I then wish the two lovebirds all the best and go upstairs and head to bed. 
To say that my ex-wife was livid was an understatement. However, the next morning she pointed out something, and I have no idea how strong her argument could be in a courtroom, but it did concern me. She said that since we already agreed to a divorce, it wasn't really cheating, and I would still have to pay her. Well, that afternoon I got a phone call. It was my ex-wife's boyfriend. He apologized for sleeping with my ex-wife, and I told him no worries. He then said that he would like to talk to me. We agreed to meet up. It turns out that he had previously been cheated on, and apparently my ex-wife lied to him about her relationship status. She said that we were waiting for our divorce to be finalized, which was not true, and that she didn't live with me anymore, which also was not true. He also asked me if I had passionately hugged her in the last six months, and I said that I did. Turns out, their relationship began six months prior, and they were sexually active with each other. She told him that she wasn't passionately hugging with anyone, especially me. Whoops. I asked him if he had any documentation of them dating, and he says, yeah. He ended up sending me all the pictures he took of them together, some of which included him kissing her. He also sent me numerous screenshots of text messages between her and him, some of which included her clearly lying about her relationship status with me. I put all of this information in a folder and backed it up in numerous places, including a USB drive, which I hide in my office at work in case she finds a way to delete the data, which she never did. I then went to my ex-wife, and I had a sit-down meeting with her. I went over the mountain of evidence that I had against her. Option A. She agreed to a no-contest divorce. I'll give her 30 days to move out. She gets nothing from me, and I get nothing from her. Option B. I get a lawyer, and I sue the living crap out of her. I get a massive judgment against her. I still get my divorce, and I saddle her with a ton of debt for the rest of her life. She agreed to a no-contest divorce. That was on Saturday, and on Monday, we went to the courthouse to file for divorce. That started her 30 days. I shacked up with my buddy so I could be out of her way. We had a court hearing a few weeks later, and the judge made it clear that we were doing a no-contest divorce. And once he stamps the divorce decree, we have to report this to City Hall and our divorce will be finalized. We both agreed and signed the documents. The judge stamped the documents, and I eagerly grabbed my divorce decree and rushed to City Hall to report my divorce, and wham, bam, thank you ma'am, I was a free man. I actually ended up becoming friends with the guy who was banging my wife, and we still talk today. Man, it's so weird to see a story where someone's actually happy to find their wife is cheating on them. (laughs) Well, in any event, I hope that other guy was worth it, because it cost that woman $25,000. That was r slash pro revenge, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.